This is episode 116 of IDRA Class Notes. Bilingual education has a long and, and storied history. What we know from the research, what we know from being around children, bilingual education definitely is the way to instruct children who are not proficient in the targeted language. Bilingual education is the one strategy that not only allows them to develop their instruction and their know-how, their knowledge in their home language so that they keep on learning, while at the same time learning English. Good afternoon and welcome again to the IDRA Podcasts. My colleague Francis Guzman and I, Aurelio Montemayor, are going to be talking about what parents need to know about bilingual education. Good afternoon, Francis. Hello. Listen, you just recently were the, at the lead of a parent institute at TABE. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Certainly. TABE, the Texas Association for Bilingual Education, had its annual statewide meeting here in San Antonio about two weeks ago, and they asked IDRA to organize, recruit, and have a parent institute on bilingual education, which we did because uh, this is something that's important to IDRA. And so consequently, we had 115 parents participate in a day-long session on bilingual education, its benefits, advocacy for bilingual ed, as well as how parents are an integral part of the whole bilingual educational system here in the state of Texas. You know, Francis, IDRA here at the organization, we've been doing, I know, Bilingual Parent Institute since 1980. Why is that important? Why is bilingual education important for parents? Well, first of all, bilingual education has a long and, and storied history. But what we know from the research, what we know from being around children, uh, what we know about families and their leadership in education, bilingual education definitely is the way to instruct children who are not proficient in the targeted language here in, in Texas being English. They come to us with other languages. Bilingual education is the one strategy that not only allows them to develop their instruction and their know-how, their knowledge in their home language so that they keep on learning while at the same time learning English. Now, no other strategy allows them to keep their home language while they're picking up the English. Everything else that had been done previously to the Bilingual Education Act that had been passed not only at the national but the state level were takeaway programs that you had to get rid of your home language in order to get to your second language. Bilingual education changed all of that and parents were not only an integral part of making that change, they advocated for it, they insisted on it, but they're also still very much involved because they have to give permission for children to be in it, they have to know the status of their children's growth, and when they achieve proficiency in English, they also have to give an acknowledgement that they are now ready to be in an all-English setting. You mentioned national and state. Are there some legal reasons why bilingual ed should be provided? Definitely. At the national level, it is considered one of the civil rights of children. There was a long, drawn-out, insidious way of taking away children's rights by not providing them instruction. And so at the national level, after many court cases, there were, there were definitely some issues that were decided by the Supreme Court that said children need to be provided instruction in the language they understand. So we have a national perspective. At the state level, 
that followed that, not only did we have a common sense of urgency about needing this, but we also have a state law that says if children do not understand the language of instruction, they are not going to be uh, able to learn mm -hmm. and learn efficiently. So it's been a long time coming, but we also see from the research that it is a very viable way of making sure that children learn English. So on the ground for parents, what are some basic things parents need to know and understand about bilingual education? The first is what is being offered at your particular campus. What is What kind of language instruction is there uh, in both the home language and the, and the targeted language English? What are the qualifications of the staff that is going to be delivering this instruction? What is the curriculum, the scope and sequence that is going to be followed? How much of one language is going to be used uh, versus the second one and, and when? And also the fact that parents need to give permission for their children to be in it. There was, for a time, many, many districts that did not have all the necessary resources could apply for a waiver to not provide this instruction if the parents agree to it. And they would sign off, well, my, my child doesn't need to have this bilingual aid instruction. Mm -hmm. That did not turn out as well as, as a lot of people were looking at because there were still a lot of children who needed it, but because there was a lack of resources, did not get it provided. But the parents had already signed off on the waiver. So, for example, for Latino children, is bilingual education appropriate for all Latino children? It's appropriate for children who need to develop proficiency in the second language and still do not have it. In other words, there are, school being what it is, there's a very accurate way of measuring what the proficiency is in the first language and also what the proficiency is in the second one. If you do not have proficiency in the second one, right. you should have bilingual ed. So if a child is proficient in English, then maybe a dual language uh, would be very, right. Yes. And dual language has always worked because you get parents in particular, although school people have always been attuned to this as well, they want their children developing bilingually. Sure. In a dual language program, you right. mix children of both languages together so that they serve as the language models. So with Latino children, those that are dominant in Spanish are the models for, for the, the English-speaking English children and, and vice versa. versa. Okay. That's exactly right. Yes. And again, very good way of teaching language because you're interacting with it, you're having to do something in content with it. But we can't ignore that there is a civil rights issue that for the child who is not proficient in English, they need to be supported in learning the English That's language. That's correct. Okay. What else do parents need to know? That they are not only the permission givers to have this program, this, this particular language instruction for their child, but they also must know what's going on the whole time. They must know about the tests that are being given, about the materials that are being used, as well as what is the progress that children are making. But if the parent doesn't speak English or doesn't understand English very well, how can they do that? Well, bilingual ed is another way of making sure that families are involved because some of the language in all of the statutes has said that the parents also must receive the information in the language they best understand. And there should be somebody in the school that can explain to them. Not only situation. not yes. only explain, but let them help them maneuver the system as well. Very good. So what are some cautions that parents should have in the situation of bilingual education? Well, first of all, I think that parents, as in all instances when we lend our children to the schools, we must know what is going on, how it is being done, and how I am expected to be an active participant in, in this setting is one thing. A caution would be that I need to also make sure that the instruction is being given by qualified staff. 
because just because my name is Guzman does not mean that I can teach bilingually, mm -hmm. which was the case a while back, but that I have proper certification, I have proper materials, and I have constant ongoing staff development so that I keep on top, as a teacher, I keep on top of everything that's going on. For families, it's also important to know that not only can they be actively involved in the instruction of their children and assist with it, in the home setting, but that they also have the right to find out what's going to happen as they're progressing through the instruction. You know, um, one of the concepts I remember from years ago, and I say still holds, that if a child is dominant, let's say in Spanish, and they already learn certain concepts, they can continue to learn in their native language the math and science concepts they need to learn as they're developing their English language skills. Mm -hmm. And so that you don't have to slow down the learning of content because they don't know enough English yet. Does that still hold? It still holds very much. And in fact, it has always been the premise that you learn content just once. You may need additional vocabulary mm -hmm. uh, in the second language, but that the content, I learned how to read just once. But certain I mathematical it, um, operations, right. once you know how to do once them, you know, you, how, to you do know them. how to do them. Yes. The other thing is the real benefit of bilingual instruction has been that we have been able to integrate in that particular type of instruction not only the content piece, but the cultural piece of language and how it what forms do you mean by a part the cultural of us. Piece? That it is part of us, that it is not something to be taken away from us, that uh -huh. when we speak in a language we understand and that we learn in it, that we are providing a, an additional growth to ourselves as people. Well, I think it, it, it should stand in opposition to those who think they need to erase the first language mm -hmm. and the first culture for English to be learned, right. you know, which was when we were little, we grew up we, with that, we you know, that. It was they're trying to erase the Spanish or whatever the first language is because it's somehow interfering and it's not. And it's not. Yeah. There's a, two other things that I think are important to mention. Uh, one of the things that we have learned is that as the child gets older, he or she benefits from bilingual instruction still just as much right. as a very young one. But there are certain other mechanisms that come into place. For example, I have got a really great accent that is always going to be mine because that's mine. And that's never going to be erased no matter how many other languages that I add to my repertoire. And there was a focus for a while that we were trying to erase, erase. those. I remember, yeah. yes. They would go the other, through torturous yeah, yeah. processes. And that's not going to happen, but it adds to who we are and what mm -hmm. we do. The other thing is that as parents, we not only contribute to everything that the child already knows, but we can expand our own horizons by having our children involved in this because we also can learn from them. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important for families to realize that we're not taking anything away, we're adding, and that as we're adding, we are expanding. You know, what is, I think, a really nice dream is that if done appropriately, you will have adults that are fully bilingual, bicultural, and can function in ways that society needs more and more. Of course. And then the other biggest fallacy, I think, has been that many people think if my child is in bilingual ed or in a bilingual ed classroom, that he or she is never going to learn the second language. It certainly takes time, and we know that mm -hmm. already, and the amount of time varies with each child. But some of the guesstimates are that three to five years to, yes. to get into the second one well. But the other thing is that children 
not only profit from being in this setting, they're not losing anything, they're adding to their repertoire, but you must have instruction in both languages for it to be a right. bilingual setting. If it's a bilingual yeah. program, I it's know that... It's not just one yes. or the other. I, I remember when there was strong opposition to it. Well, they're teaching Spanish, but although only. it's never been true. Never. I wish they used more of the native yes, language and right. they don't use enough of it. In fact, you used to sometimes be able to visit so-called bilingual classes and it was all being taught in English exactly. and so that you didn't have the benefits. But if it's bilingual, that means bi, two. The two, both languages, the two are, languages being are being used. Yes. It's too bad that in the state of Texas, we are still very much, because of the way the legislation was passed, that it is a transitional program. That as soon as a child is proficient in the targeted language, English, they can be moved yes. out. That does not develop bilingual students who are reading and writing in both languages and speaking and, and listening. Mm -hmm. What it does do is get them into an all-English setting. Yes. So that is the whole intent of the law. But we certainly could do more. And smart parents have always insisted yes. that their children continue developing bilingually. Well, the children of wealthy families have generally been polyglots or so speak, have maybe not more. all of them, mm -hmm. but it's, it's certainly always seen as a very important strength skill mm -hmm. to have yes. as part of being part of the world to right. speak two or more languages. It opens the doors. Yeah. You know, at IDRA Online, we have a pamphlet called The Education of English Language Learners in U.S. and Texas Schools. The subtitle is Where We Are, What We Have Learned, Where We Need to Go From Here. This is the 2009 update, but it still holds, and it's online. You can read it. You can download it. And then we have a book that's not online. It's, it's advertised, but you don't have a little book that is called Good Schools and Classrooms for Children Learning English, a Guide. It's also very good. So if you visit our website, those resources are there. What else would you like to say, in, you know, just wrapping it up for parents? Well, not work. only have I found bilingual education to be one of the best things that ever has happened to children, but I also know from the research that we have done here at IDRA and a lot of other folks have done as well, that it is still very much underfunded. All of the resources that are needed in our Texas schools to implement this program well have never been there. And with the cuts that we have suffered in the last uh, Two years. Two years. Mm -hmm. We keep seeing more and more. Yes. This is a shortchanging everybody, not mm -hmm. just some students, all of us, because children who develop in both languages are going to be the contributors of tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's a lost opportunity. I mean, it's painful because children are staying behind. They're not learning at the rate they should be learning because the appropriate approaches are not being used. But Texas and society is losing some tremendous opportunities to have human capital with potential that we need more and more in this world, that, a globe that's getting tinier, and we need more mm -hmm. connection. Enjoy the conversation, Francis. Same here. Thank I you. think that we are on the right path. We're yeah. making sure our children become bilingual. Thank you. Gracias. Adios. Hasta luego. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.